Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick or treat? Did I do that? I'm Sailor Moon, the champion of justice. Daddy would have gotten us Uzis. The power is yours. <laughs> My name is Grace Jones. Welcome, Radical Ones, to another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. We are still in October, and as always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, and joining me as co-host today is the movie geek himself, Rob. (laughs) I feel like with this fifth Friday in the month, it's just throwing everything out of whack. It's like daylight saving time. It's like a leap year. It, it's just you're, you're getting five episodes this month instead of four. <laughs> five plus Thundercats, plus cooking disasters, plus we have a Halloween show as well, Rob, with our poems slash stories that's coming out. That- but yeah, it's so crazy. We're just doing another one. It's like, I had to add another movie to my schedule. <laughs> But thankfully, this is a movie that, if I am wrong, correct me, but you watch every Halloween season? I do try. I do definitely try. I I watched it last year for sure. The year before, I don't think I had time. But last year, I definitely watched this. It was was fun. Rob is talking about Ernest Scared Stupid from 1991, but... First off, I got two things that I have to say. Anyone who listened to last week's show, I blame Rob for the soundtrack of The Worst Witch being stuck in my head for a first time watch. I think I could sing a whole damn song now. That damn Halloween song from Tim Curry has been stuck in my head every moment of the day when I wake up, when I go to sleep, when I'm cooking, when I'm vacuuming. It's such a catchy song. I love it. Love it. <laughs> turning the dog turning into a cat. Your Has brother. anyone seen my tambourine? <laughs> so oh my good. God. Between that and the evil witches song with Agatha's witches, I, I can't. They're, they've been stuck in my head. So I wonder if any other people have had that issue since watching the worst switch or and or listening to last week's show (laughs) and then the other thing is i have to give a big shout out to one of our radical ones one of our i always say the original radical one Jeanette. she surprised me with a halloween gift that 
that was so cool to receive and so unexpected. Is it your first fan mail? I don't even want to say like fan. This is the first thing that I've gotten, yes, since associated with this podcast. And it's Rob, it's so thrilling. The gift was inspired by your show. So that's fan mail. You got fan mail. I just know that I cannot wipe the smile off my face. I'm very thankful to be able to connect with people like that. Not just being able to to connect all these times with Rob and David, but actually other people out there. It's a blessing, really. Very well deserved. Congratulations. What was it? Oh my god. Jeanette sent from Texas these handcrafted skeleton candles that had see no evil, speak no evil, and hear no evil, which is always fantastic. They were skulls and they're candles, each one individually. And then these little adorable, amazing smelling like little ghosts candles. And then And if that wasn't enough, she got a He-Man documentary that I have been wanting to buy a while now. And the animated Night of the Living Dead, which Rob knows we've been talking about. Did she beat you to it or do you own your own copy? No. You bought it already. I was going to. I was going to to review. So I I don't know how she knew. It, It was just amazing. So thank you again, Jeanette and your husband, Boo. Thank you so much. I am so thankful for you picking this movie because it put me in such a Halloween mood. It definitely does. So I want to ask you, though, discuss your relationship with Ernest P. Wuerl. Are you familiar with a lot of his films? Are you a fan of him as a character? You know, rest in peace, Jim Varney, a.k.a. Slinky Dog, a.k.a. Ernest. Like, what's your relationship with him? I loved Ernest growing up. I... Remember, this actually was my first movie. Really? Okay. Uh, Yeah, so this was the first. Usually people see, you know, Ernest goes to jail first or... Ernest goes to camp and Ernest goes to jail. Those are the the biggest ones. Mine was Ernest Saves Christmas. That was my first. Which another movie. (laughs) But yeah, the moment that he was given an opportunity to visit sort of the horror genre out of all of his, you know, films and shenanigans, I was so excited that they gave him a chance to do the horror side because I I always wondered what would he do if he was scared? And, you know, I I just, you know, the Christmas stuff and all of that, those were all great. You know, those are very happy and lighthearted subjects. But man, I'm like, what if he has to deal with monsters? I just could not wait. So yes, when this movie came out, I also think like being in the video store days, just seeing the poster art of this film with him and the big pumpkin, it just makes sense for him to tackle this genre. I loved it. And yeah. So it's funny that this was your first one. And this, a matter of fact, yes, this cover alone holds nostalgia for me because Rob's right. This is such a classic now. To me, I just see it and I'm like, oh, wow, that's Halloween. And it makes so much sense to be in this universe. But yes, definitely loved always watching him. To me, he's so likable. I know there are some people that find his character annoying over the years. I I've, I have heard it and I get it. Maybe it's not for everyone, but he's he's so lovable. Your question, Rob. Yes. So this was my first movie. And then this was the one that I rented from Blockbuster repeatedly. But rewatching it now, it realized just much like little monsters and goonies terrified me as a okay, child. Okay. Now, one other question. Ernest P. Whirl, Jim Varney. I don't need, I mean, you can pick which one is better. I'm just curious what you like in regards to his comedic style compared to Mr. Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman. Oh, wow. That's a great question. Holy crap. I feel like he comes off more genuine. I don't know. That's the top of my head. I feel the way he plays this character, he, and it comes through, like he's such a lovable character. Pee Wee always had that side of being a little snarky and sassy and to me that's not Ernest no you're right you know Ernest is a straight up Hufflepuff if I've ever seen one and no no he's very genuine and lovable and just has the biggest heart and he just wants everybody to be happy he has a sense of naiveness I think that's the word that just shines bright but it just makes him just 
I don't know, just everybody's lovable to me. Yeah. I, I was lovable, so lovable. But it doesn't make him better or worse than than Pee Wee Herman. I was just curious because they sort of have created this this character that just stands the test of time. You put him in any situation, bam, you have a movie. Yeah, you're like, right. <laughs> Pee Wee could have had just as many movies as Ernest, and that's all Ernest need. Ernest is what? What is he doing today? That's a movie. That's it. You know, he didn't go to school. He didn't go to church. He could have, but I just, I just think that the character is just a just a wonderful guy it's just you know there's a podcast completely devoted to Ernest P. World I love that wow see there truly is a podcast for everything yeah (laughs) my god Wow, so they must review, what, even his episodes? Because I remember he had a sitcom, those commercials back in the day. Yeah. So crazy, Rob. This film currently holds a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is honestly something that I don't go too much on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know about you. I have never. I don't ever take Rotten Tomatoes seriously because my taste in film and what I look for in a film is not the same as those who take the time to go on Rotten Tomatoes and leave a review and vote. So that website is obsolete to me. I I think it's interesting to see what other people think, but that will never sway my views or opinion on anything. So that 17% bullshit. I don't really care. I don't care. Did it not make any money? Who knows? You know, like all of that i i don't care i don't care this movie did some for me as a child and that's the other thing too it's like this movie should have a rotten tomatoes kids edition because kids should be reviewing this movie not adults who are gonna constantly put their you know lens over it and be like well this didn't make this 30 year old man laugh like screw you it's not for you but to each their own as you said i totally agree with everything you said someone who's just going into this blindly perhaps who's never seen this character or never seen this universe i could see nowadays of course but yeah don't go out of your way and just bomb a movie that was made in a totally different generation that's appealed to a whole generation of kids and and adults too i'm sure at the time yeah exactly if he was still around today do you think that his movies would have hit good or do you think they would have just been literally to the bottom of the barrel, you know, premiering on like Epic Channel or something? <laughs> Epic is a perfect example. Does Mr. Bean do anything? I feel like he's in that category too. Of- well, I, you know, I wish that I followed that character uh, more than others. Uh, Rowan Atkinson, I don't know if he retired the character or not. I want to say he's still putting stuff out there, but it could be more close to home. I'm not sure. I see the possibility of a movie here and there, maybe like a special, you know, Pee Wee got his Christmas special. Uh, I think yeah. every once in a while you can just kind of remind people like, oh, Ernest is in a video game. I don't know. They- that would bring back though holiday specials, which would be fabulous to networks and things like that. Like, I love a good old holiday special. I remember Ernest what saves Christmas being on TV all the time around Christmas. I would love that. So before we get into the movie, Rob, speaking of movies that never happened, hearing that you loved Ernest with the horror element, there was a scrapped film called Ernest and the Voodoo Curse. Really? Where we went back to Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein kind of thing. Okay. And he was like an idiot version of Raiders of the Lost Ark. We had lines of zombies, voodoo potions, and Ernest pretending to be a zombie movie so this will be i guess their only horror experience with the character unfortunately but i thought that was kind of cool yeah right off the gate of this movie tell me these are not the best opening credits for a Halloween special or movie ever? (laughs) Ryan, what did I tell you from last week? I mean, seriously, roll the clip. You're going to love the opening credits to this. I think the opening credits, like the opening sequence to this movie. First of all, a movie that actually has a full set of credits before the uh, movie starts. But I love the song. I love the the visuals, the images that they use to open up the credits. And just with Ernest, it's, it's so cool. I cannot wait to watch and talk about this next week. 
I told you that the opening credits for this movie is fantastic. I freaking loved it. All the vintage black and white old school horror films along with him just being terrified. That awesome, catchy, instrumental score. The music makes you so excited. It has this eerie soundtrack to it, and it's exciting, it's exhilarating, but it also has that fun kick to it. It's just something you would play on something. I don't know. It was just a, a nice intro to this movie. And it sets the tone because, I mean, of course, these are older and mostly public domain horror movies at the time, like Nesferatu and all these different things. White Zombie, I see Phantom of Bass, The Screaming Skull. So think of all of these older 50s, 20s, 30s movies. But Ernest is reacting to these scenes that he's seeing. So you are getting the macabre. But at the same time, for the child, you're getting these reactions from Ernest. And this man can always pull a face. I mean... Very good at pulling face, for sure. So this film is about Ernest, who accidentally unleashes an ugly troll that (laughs) plots to transform children into wooden dolls in the town of Briarville, Missouri. So what do you think about the plot of this movie? When you think of Ernest Scared Stupid, do you think in the world of Supernatural, he's actually dealing with real monsters, or is it like a Scooby-Doo-like thing where he's just scaring himself in town? Like, where you satisfied with the plot that was given to us oh definitely but as i mentioned rob terrified of these trolls in this movie and the fact that they turn the children into wood i remember as a kid that being one of the things that just made me really scared of this movie was the fact that he turned the kids into wood so kids aren't safe and usually in movies you don't see those kinds of things when you're you know younger and oh my god these kids got turned into wood and then there's trolls putting them in things and dripping it was hard (laughs) it was hardcore so yes i was satisfied that they were real monsters and i loved that they were yeah i think they went all out on the design of this troll i think it was such a great idea you know something that was just as terrifying but not too threatening to be like a full-fledged horror movie and they could have went the scooby-doo route where it was just somebody trying to play a trick on people i mean with Ernest saves christmas they you know had a real santa and magic and everything so it's not outside of the realm that they went to you know this far with this halloween movie but i just am happy with the direction that this movie went because they could have kept it very tamed realistic and everything but no do you think though that all of these movies are in its own separate universe oh like do they connect yeah that's a good question because didn't he have different animals in different movies i think so and he may also have lived in different cities too so Mm. i think they just kind of revamp and plop them into you know a different situation each time yeah i think in in our minds as kids and probably till today i would consider them yes the same universe but yeah you're right there's those inconsistencies that they are actually probably just all stand along you know a vehicle for him to be this character but yeah yeah. you know speaking of the effects did you know that and it makes sense there's two special effects brothers who did the killer clowns from outer space effects and it totally fits with this movie i was hoping you caught that yeah anytime i watched this as a kid i always noticed that they're that the trolls looked like the clowns from killer clowns from outer space very very similar and then as i got older i did find out that the same brothers designed for both so yeah i mean don't break what isn't i mean don't fix what isn't broken to be honest like they had a cool design so why not just paint some troll makeup on it and call it a day But I gotta give it to them, too, that each troll, and by the end of this movie, there's an army of trolls, basically, and they all are unique. Very unique in their own way, for sure. Um, so, Rob, there's one thing that I wrote, and I wanted to run it past one of the biggest Hocus Pocus fans. Do you know what I'm gonna say? Is the intro into the classroom? Look at my notes! Look at the notes! Yes, the opening (laughs) is so Hocus. Yeah, it's so Hocus because of where it took place and you know like capturing them and then obviously the flashback was told in the form of a story in in a classroom so yes definitely hocus right here but i also 
thought, and I was going to ask you, the opening had this troll chasing this little girl and then being captured. That gave me a lot of Jason Goes to Hell vibes because I wondered, do you think that this little girl knew and she was bait and she ran the way she did on purpose because they were there ready to capture him or did they just get there in time to save her? As a kid, I didn't think so, but there's parts when she's running that she looks like she's smiling almost. <laughs> That's so, probably just poor acting. acting. It could be just poor acting, but then it made me think of, oh, she knows. She knows what she's doing. It's kind of the vibe I got. But as a kid, no, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, this movie, I think also, and especially Ernest's character in general, like all of his movies play off like sort of an animated feature in a way. Yes. They have Ernest constantly in these small little like skits that definitely tie into the movie but it's the only reason it's being filmed and executed is to make you laugh it usually doesn't progress the story at all there are a lot of these type of scenes in this film and one of them is just him in his intro you know they introduce the fact that when they capture this troll the troll cursed the world family and the world line amazing every descendant would get dumber now we are at the 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 latest yeah the culmination the latest you know whirl who is Ernest, who technically is like one of the dumbest humans ever on earth but he's just honestly in his own world and beats his own drum he's a little schizophrenic with his multiple personalities like we oh he's he's kind of all over the place but again this opening scene with him is that they show that he is the um sort of janitorial service for yeah like that sanitation sanitation worker worker. he is just doing his job emptying the garbage but apparently finds himself stuck inside of his own truck about to be squished a la star wars yeah (laughs) the scene has nothing to do with this movie and when you see what happens to him because the truck actually does squish wish him so when i said animated they have him like literally like kind of dying in a way in one or two scenes and then they just reset and just have him do his like whatever in the next scene and i just think it's so funny it's just for comedic value that's it yes but rob before that happens to him that scene with the doll Yeah, he's, you know, he's talking for the doll because he uses the doll's head to try and stop the gears from moving and squishing him. He was like, no, not going to put my head in those gears. You'll never get away with this. I know where you live. That just shows his personality. Like Rob said, this really, I guess, schizophrenic kind of thing. Well, that's the other thing, too, is that I think that Jim Varney is just so talented to just literally just be a one man show. He It's just a scene in itself. Yeah. He doesn't need anybody else to create these funny moments like. It's all just him. And he can talk to himself all he wants. He's still just that good. So, I mean, I don't know if you found those scenes to be pointless or waste or wasteful. Or- Not at all, because, you know, again, growing up with this character, though, I could totally see somebody going, this is so damn you know especially maybe this generation or maybe they would like it it is innocent i think this is perfect for a kid's movie because he kind of has these inventions as well and he's like a builder what is it with kids movies rob i wrote blank man as well i know it inspired me to want to build things so we got blank man doing the same thing we got Ernest. we got even Wee herman to that extent builds things these inventions has these clubhouses these cool things that kids would want it appeals this totally screams kids and that's what's funny about it is like people treat Ernest as like this dumb guy but he's like a successful engineer like he knows how to build these things to you know to fit his you know job and help him so yeah I mean I can't say that I had the same sort of like thrill to like be an inventor or anything but yes did I see those contraptions and all of those like really cool inventions just sort of like I I forget the name of it there's a name for those types of inventions that's like a domino effect it's like one thing activates oh, another right. i forget the name yes. of it um, mousetrap the game available at your local store right. i think of mousetrap but yeah i mean just a little stuff like that always fascinates kids you know so yeah it there there seems to be a little bit of a pattern with the with the kids movie the other big plot of this movie involves eartha kit she plays old lady hackmore and rob i want to get your feelings on this but i have to say this woman Eartha Kitt plays this perfect. Perfectly fooled. Perfect. Perfect. 
this is like she goes toe to toe with Ernest. And I don't know if this information's out in the interwebs. I am very curious if this part was written for her because mm. I, honestly, I don't see her auditioning for it. Maybe an no. agent kind of came around and was like, you could possibly play this character. But I honestly feel this part was written with her in mind because she was perfect in this oh my god i didn't remember she's so good in this the voice every like the way they made her look they didn't have to change her look that much they just you know had her humped over and had this like you know ugly witch-like wig on and she knows how to cackle like that was (laughs) it and she literally went over the top they were just like bigger just go bigger no eartha go bigger like it's she was great she was great and she wasn't overshadowed by any means because as a kid right before this i knew her as catwoman so so she plays this completely different than you would think of Eartha Kid as a sexy sex symbol boomerang catwoman. She committed, and I gotta say, badass. badass. I so love you know boomerang. That is so hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I mean that's that just shows range from a very successful actress. She knows how to play different parts, and I love it. You know, she may be known to be a, a one type sort of character, but she can do other things and you know just think of holes you know that was another movie where she played sort of an eccentric character that i wasn't aware of and yeah she's she's just very good i wanted to ask you though so she plays this woman who clearly was there the day that the troll was captured so she grew up in this town and never left and i guess she kind of went a little crazy just being in the same town watching over this tree aka black flame candle to make sure that the troll doesn't (laughs) get released but so her place is surrounded by all this garbage she definitely became a hoarder i don't know if it was to make the place so ugly nobody wanted to be around it therefore you know nobody released the troll kind of cool stuff though like her door was kind of cool it was like this metal work because she's kind of like a scientist she seemed to be into art in some shape or like i i think she was just an artist but i wanted to ask you is her junkyard better than the junkyard from you know what i'm talking about I think I do. From Nothing But Trouble. Which do you prefer? I gotta give it. I can't give it to Eartha on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I mean, the house and the junkyard in that movie is just top notch. But yeah, it's sort of similar, right? Yes. And it, it reminds you of movies of that time. But yeah, Eartha, she had this house. And again, Rob, this was one of those notes that hit me like this. Boom. I hadn't thought of this in since being a child. And the scene came back of Ernest venturing into her house house and the door and i was like oh my god childhood yeah (laughs) so crazy i do love her first scene because she comes just like storming out right in front of he's like get off my property and you know and she's just like what are you doing here aren't you that world kid oh you're gonna bring shit you know she is just so scared but then she gets super annoyed and just starts screaming and then like tries to burn him like she just has the flamethrower like right in his face and i know that that was supposed to be for us the audience but yeah, i just think yeah. it's so hilarious her reaction to just start right. yelling and start waving a flamethrower <laughs> in his face Oh, so funny. Now, what the hell is the name of his dog? I, I want to say Rimshot. What a name, and that I did oh. not remember being the name of the dog. Oh, I remember that. Rimshot, Rimshot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wow, wow, no. Rimshot, Because I remember one time he had a turtle. Oh, I do not remember that. It's been a while since I've watched Ernest. I, it would be fun to kind of revisit those. I only own three of his movies. Um, It came as a pack. Oh, and, great, and I, great. You know, so I bought that. It was Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Goes to Jail, and Ernest Scared Stupid. So that's all in a pack. That's all that I own. I would buy... Ernest Saves Christmas if I you know remembered one day but um there was this really weird movie called Ernest Rides Again later on right it was one of his last films and basically the the plot is literally like a historical like artifact that's this gigantic cannon from like (laughs) way back in the day just sort of like cuts loose and rides down this long ass hill and Ernest is on top of it and that's the whole movie is the fact that he's on this cannon that won't stop it's 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 the weirdest plot but it works 
The Mark. whole movie? Like, he's on the speed bus? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I that, from what I can remember, a big chunk of this movie and what it's about is just this this cannon that's just run loose and he's on top of it and can't stop. See, that's probably at the point that it was too soon to be nostalgic for Ernest. It was too close to his other movies at the end. People would appreciate it maybe out yeah, like later on now if he wa- if he did come back if he was still with us. I do want to know, Rob, you know why this is probably one of the best Halloween movies? A good Halloween movie to me has to have a few key things. So, I when I see a town decorated the whole town, decorated for a full Halloween, scarecrows, when I see a store they go into a store and you see classic cardboard cutouts of those Halloween classic cardboards that we everyone had. That, a costume party, and driving down roads with smoke everywhere. Because there's one part that Eartha, she's driving down her bicycle and there is smoke, I mean, engulfing the streets, which is amazing. <laughs> so Those are actually some key elements. Yeah, I, I do love the, the element of Halloween in this. I think they did a really good job incorporating all of that. The fact that this movie takes place then i guess the span of like two two to three days and just sort of wrapping up on halloween it made complete sense a lot of people were in costume there was a lot of fake outs you know with people in costumes like oh you know the troll can be spotted but then be like oh that guy in the costume so you know it just all fits in for him to be for this troll to be like running around and the town always doubts Ernest because every time he's catches one it always turns out to be a bully child or yeah someone in a costume so it's that cliche but yeah so I want to talk about this troll. This Please. troll, again, super, super amazing. But yes, definitely very creepy. To the wrong family, this could be like the movie from hell. Like you are not to watch this movie. It is off the list. I am parent blocking you. I mean, it could give the wrong child some heavy ass nightmares. One, Honestly. one scene in particular that I will still hear about to this day. They'll think about this movie and be like that one scene that scared everyone to death. And it's when Elizabeth is captured. Now she believes there's a monster under her bed, and her mom is like, "Girl, grow the nasty mother." Yeah, mother, grow. And her mother's like, "Grow the fuck up. You need to be outside playing, going to get laid, something. You just need to get." (laughs) Totally kidding. Why aren't you out there having babies? (laughs) Right? She's like, "Get out of the house," but you know she wants to stay home. Uh, Mom, while you're in here, could you check under the bed? I thought I heard- Stop acting like you're two years old. There is nothing under the bed. Now put on your costume and come on downstairs. We're all going over to the Halloween party together. But mom- Elizabeth, don't be silly. So she looks under the bed. She finds her teddy bear. There's nothing under there. And it's like, yay, you know, safe zone. And the camera is so close to her face. She turns around and the troll is literally laying next to her. Big ass head, scary as hell. He's growling. She could do nothing but scream her ass off. And that's it. They just cut to the next scene. But man, everybody flips out over that scene but here's the thing that's not the scene for me oh please yeah tell us the scariest scene for me is when he's after the other boy i forget his name at the moment yeah the kids that the kids that Ernest are allowed to walk go into the woods and play with i know (laughs) (laughs) that is so funny yeah these kids (laughs) just yeah go in the woods with this old man build a tree house we'll see what it's for it's it's when kenny was walking home and he runs into another friend of his and they hear elizabeth's voice and this is after she He's captured. Did you hear that? Yeah, it, it sounded like Elizabeth. Over here, Kenny. Elizabeth? Elizabeth? Is that you? Now, earlier in the movie, we already got hint that this troll has the ability to change his voice to sound like anyone. That right there is the best weapon you can have. Yeah. And it, it definitely paid off. It is just so creepy to, to know that somebody is imitating a voice that you trust 
you can't you know i mean first of all she would be talking like that so he should have known better but yeah, yeah what yeah. happened was is that this voice seemed like it was coming from like this small little tunnel or this like construction thing yeah the cement roll and he looks in and there's nothing in there and then when he turns around the troll has a hold of his friend but the troll again speaks in elizabeth's voice and he goes over here kenny and i was like and then you can see the kid literally turn into the doll right in front of his face and then they're chasing each other or not each other but he's chasing him and like all of that see with that whole sequence so good i agree or even just the smallest thing where this random kid is on a skateboard and then out of nowhere the troll just grabs him from the woods like that terrifying isn't that crazy yeah just the way that was executed that shit happens every day this is how kids go missing like this movie really took some risks i thought but that's why i think adults would still like this and by the way i forgot to mention this this movie's free on youtube by the way you're kidding it's not like it's not supposed to be but if you put full movie and it is gorgeous it is like ripped from what i guess i had no idea i would have told everybody to watch it on youtube you can't find this movie for free anywhere so i no, had no I looked, idea i looked i stumbled upon it and oh my god it looked beautiful that's cool that's good to know awesome let's see how you like a little meak meak yeah meak i bet you thought i couldn't find any this time of year well i'm a little too resourceful for you a little too light on my feet so come on eat meak and die <laughs> We should really mention one of the other key things that everyone remembers of this movie is the milk miak. Miak? Do you even know what Miak is? I still don't know what it is. Well, Rob, thank you for asking. I was setting you up. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) The internet has told us with a heavy heart that it is not real. It is not a real thing. But someone put together that what they could come up with and the fact that it's called plain Miak, it must be a flavored yogurt sauce of some kind. So they said this means Ernest nearly could have beat the troll with dumb luck if it was made of yogurt because it still would have been dairy but it's fake there is no bulgarian miak interesting yeah i wish that i can channel my memory from watching this the first time and just wonder if i was able to decipher all of the clues that it was milk that he was running from i i want to say that i was smart enough but i think it was around the time yeah with the what would you call it the milkshake comes down on Ernest in the store the convenience store mm-hmm. that's when you're kind of like okay or maybe was that at the dance no that was no, at the so, school dance. yeah the milkshake machine was at the school dance it was um Ernest. he throws he accidentally throws his chocolate milk at him <laughs> because he got startled from the rifle that was pointed in his face from the store oh, guy that guy he had a long night too that guy yeah he did i just want to bring up since you brought up the store did you notice when he piled up on all of his snacks he grabbed an apple pie in that old school like green wrapper do you remember those i used to eat those all the time if that was not in my lunchbox i would raise fucking hell i loved those that yes. was your key thing yeah and i only got the apple ones i didn't get the other i think there was like a peach or a blackberry so there I can't was a tart cherry one and it was tart as hell yeah i only did the apples but yeah that green wrapper stood out like a sore oh thumb God. i bought those all the time retro let's yeah that's the retro shit from this amen that wrapper but that also reminded me that those were next to those little turtle cakes that they had mm-hmm. with the green slime inside oh god bring them back uh anyway yes I loved those and actually found them a few years ago. They don't look in the same packaging at all. Um, and they tasted really tasted like a dried up square. Cause they're like these square, what would you say? Two individual square delicious things that were glazed and had apples inside. Now they're like dried up. Unless I got a bad back. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> to be continued. Oh yeah. We'll, we, yeah, he'll do a YouTube video of taste testing these one, <laughs> just these old school. <laughs> 
lunch items. Ooh, pull out a lunchbox, right? <laughs> Here we go. Oh, okay. So what did you think about the kids? The kids' movies are always as good as the kid actors. Yeah. What did you think right. of the acting between these set of heroes? I liked the boy that looked like a cross between every child in a 90s movie. Uh, he had the Sean hair. He had the Sean hair. Of course, he was going to get the girl. Yeah, like, yeah, of course. He also reminded me of the kid from the Monster Squad. He looked like every kid, this kid. I liked him out of all of the kids, I would say. What about you? Who was your favorite? No, Kenny was cool. I thought Joey was a little annoying. Like, when he got turned and he had that, like, screechy voice, I was like, oh my god, somebody help me out of this hole. Somebody help. <laughs> I was like, him crawling, I was like, no. Elizabeth was a little annoying, because there would be times when Ernest would, like, be so proud of himself and yeah. she'll just give this nod like oh, god what an idiot and i'm just like elizabeth calm yourself <laughs> chill out listen where are you hanging out elizabeth thank you yeah. i mean <laughs> sometimes she could be a little judgmental but other than that with some catty bitch but other than that you know i think everybody played their part well even though i hated the bullies they played exactly who they oh were supposed god, to be bully yeah there you go and we got the hocus pocus bullies as well yeah yeah so they get their they get their goods too right it's the same thing they the bullies get the the bully treatment this is like a little one-off thing but why would those kids hop into that troll hotel i don't understand how they got trapped that is like the dumbest thing for these two little kids to be and i'm just like thank god they're the mayor's son it makes all the sense in the world <laughs> yeah. God, but the the adults in this movie yeah some of them are very cliche you know just in that like snow globe neighborhood that i told you about there you go yeah but Rob. like kenny's parents were the worst i could not stand the mom for the life of me i'm so sorry if you're listening to this episode i could not every line that came out of her mouth was annoying i just i just did not like the mom i, I don't even have a good reason for it it's just anytime she opened her mouth it was just like the it was like the weirdest acting and it's just the lines that were delivered she was just so joan cleaver i was like just eh, i just didn't like her but the dad i don't know how many times you can just tell your child like i don't believe you shut the fuck up like why would your kid lie about something like this especially if you raised him if you raised him not to be a prankster or a jokester or anything like why would he lie? If anything, it's some pedophile dressed in a troll costume. Yeah, like, I mean, obviously, yeah. Is chasing yeah. these kids. All of these parents are showing up at the sheriff's station talking about how all their kids are missing. <laughs> and he still won't listen to his son. I'm just like, what It's is Ernest. It's not a troll costume. It's Ernest doing all this to your children. It's nothing. No. Ugh, but yeah, some of the adults, they were just kind of like, blah, for me. No, but Elizabeth's mother was the worst for me. <laughs> You're not two years old anymore. More. get out like you said get out of the house god elizabeth's mother you're funny you're funny so what did you think about like the script the dialogue some of the earnest jokes that he was saying did anything stand out did you find yourself laughing at all throughout the movie i did not like ha 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 you know like belly laughs but I just like him. I don't know. He makes me happy in a way. I mean, I wouldn't want to watch Ernest maybe every day of my life. No, <laughs> but there were definite times that I was laughing out loud. First of all, any times that he screams in agony, I don't know what it is. That makes me laugh a lot, but he had some really good lines. So I think like when he first saw uh, the troll, his <laughs> first line was, gee, I hope you're from Keebler. Oh, but that was amazing. Oh, yes. Was <laughs> Was I was dying. I thought that was the funniest line. Boy, I sure hope you're from Keebler. And then when, you know, Hackmore was like, you're the legacy, you're the baby, you're the boy. You have to go out and stop this troll. And he goes, the redneck hope. And it's hallelujah. It was just, <laughs> I just love his scenes. But then he goes out and he's like, troll alert, troll alert. And he's like, you know, warning everybody, stay in your homes. But then all of a sudden he's just like, make sure your shoes are on the right feet. And that you're <laughs> Was all the way against the wall and it just made no sense but i love his delivery see that's the stuff that makes him lovable to be like stupid shit like that 
He wants people to get out safely. He had a name for like, for the troll. He called him everything under the sun (laughs) that I thought was funny. So my favorite scene actually is the fight sequence between him and the troll in his truck. Mm. So this is when he accidentally hits him with the door. (laughs) And then all of a sudden he ends up on the window and Rimshot is driving while he's fighting him in the back of his truck. And just that whole sequence was hilarious to me. I just loved the way that they were fighting and then yeah i mean i could describe the whole scene but i just there's just a lot of it when he puts the car in reverse and he's like bonsai and then he hits him and then gets thrown into the barrel and he's like hopping to hackmore's house and then gets pushed down the stairs all of that physical comedy stuff was just gold to me and i was just laughing out loud over a lot of it just when even when he got his hands hit on the garbage door and he looks at the camera and looks at us and looks at the his hand and he just yells and he's just funny I just love whenever he plays that female character with the neck brace. Yes. I always loved her. I don't know why. She shows up in every movie of his. And yes, we love that old lady. But (laughs) but the beautician out of like, I don't under, I don't know if that's an inside joke or anything, but just that last line, do you smell fish? Nothing to do with the movie, but it just makes me laugh. It just makes me laugh. Do you smell fish? You're right, it's the funniest, randomest shit. The ending's actually really touching with Eartha Kitt reuniting with her sister, and I'm assuming her brother? Yeah, I think it's either her cousins or siblings, along with some of the neighbor's kids. That didn't age! That didn't age at all! I wrote here in my notes, I was like, can you imagine being frozen as a kid, and then getting oh. a whole new life, waking up in the future? And it's not like they're grown. Like, these are pre-teens. Like, they have their a oh literal full life ahead of them yeah and you know their sister is an old woman at this point that's horrific to me too talk about making children realize mortality at a young age yeah but she's like you look so old i know what happened i don't know how they knew it was her unless she looked exactly the same maybe eartha kids one of those yeah actually i could see eartha looking probably the same (laughs) but yeah it's it's funny to me because hocus did the same thing like eartha kids what is this so eartha kid and and binks pretty much was like i'm I'm going to use my entire life to guard this thing so the you know the evil isn't unleashed first of all if you didn't want him to be unleashed this is the only thing that i don't like about or scared stupid is that literally Ernest was the only one that could release him and he had to say specific words why did Hackmore tell him what to say right right like he finds out about the legend and everything and he figures out what he has to do he has to be it's a sweet full moon he has to be on the tree and he has to say these words how did he figure all of this out you could have avoided all of this if you had just kept your mouth shut but here's the thing they're both guarding to make sure the evil isn't unleashed but unless they are unleashed and destroyed they cannot move on so i love how she knew that they would turn back to normal if the trolls were released yeah i don't know how she she knew that didn't want to release the trolls so it's just like which is it did you want to protect everyone Mm. or did you like i mean I know Binks probably didn't know his soul would be released once no, the No, I don't think he did at all. It's just funny how they spent all this time guarding it until it, and I would have encouraged somebody to release it so I can like get the hell out of here or I can, you know, turn my <laughs> siblings back to normal. But yeah, it is so similar, the two scenes. I would say though, I was looking forward to Thackeray being my child and their kids and their kids after that. Oh, So Rob, summing up this movie for you. Well, first off, thank you for recommending it because truly, much like last year when we did our Olsen twins extravaganza, that made me feel Halloween as well. So thank you for selecting this movie. I felt Halloween for sure. Of course. I mean, look, a a movie that I think kind of goes along with like Gremlins and Casper and Mm. Hocus Pocus, stuff like that. Like Ernest Scared Stupid is a genuine Halloween movie. It's also very very classic and it has these older themes and it knows how to play that really great line between being effectively scary without being completely a horror film it's very childlike i personally think it's funny but that's here nor there but i think this is a really great example of what a halloween movie should be for kids and adults and you know it had a very dark palette you know it just had all the ambiance as you would say ryan of a halloween <laughs> 
themed movie and feel to it. And so, yeah, I totally recommend this on any given year. Do you think this is dated? Like, I think this movie can seriously just be watched yeah. all the time. I don't think it was dated at all because no. there was nothing in it that was not around today that, you know, like everything made sense. I just think people need to be a fan of Ernest to really embrace this movie. But I think this movie can be watched by anyone. But you gotta, you gotta love silliness. You just gotta not take things seriously when you watch stuff like this. Well, I blame the ABC family freeform for not ever adding this to the lineup. The this could have been a classic. Thing. It is such the weirdest thing that they don't show this. I'm sure they did maybe once or twice. And Probably once, yeah. It, and they <laughs> took it off the thing. But no, I mean, this movie definitely fits with 31 Days of Halloween. And it sucks oh that God. it's not part it's of it. It would be a perfect double feature for a Hocus Pocus night. Because you know they're showing Hocus 20 times. So yes. double it with this and you get like this weird 90s sister brother sister movies i totally agree i totally agree rob when you're not hanging out over here where can the lovely people find you currently two podcasts there's movie geek and proud which is a general movie podcast right now i am reviewing um, a movie every other wednesday so check us out on your favorite podcast app the other podcast is also with ryan where we review every single episode of the charmed original series from the WB and we're currently in season seven so definitely check that out brunch with the Hollowells is what it's called also on most podcast apps oh yes and I can't wait to finish out this season it's gonna get even better charmed fans you can always find the radical retro rewind podcast all one word on Instagram and please check out our upcoming Halloween video where we kind of did little stories and poems each one of us plus a special guest Kadu who's been on the show a few times and that will drop sometime on YouTube for Halloween this week Radical Ones Happy Halloween Halloween. please enjoy your Halloween we hope we were able to contribute to this season and we will be back with all new episodes in November you're not getting rid of us yet (laughs) bye bye everyone bye You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.